Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. How's it going, buddy? Things are going really well, James. Seattle has entered the autumnal season. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. I know we're all worried about snow this fall and this winter, and everyone's freaking out, and it's windy it's cold it's rainy and it's classic seattle it's just it's seattle being seattle being seattle well i can guarantee you that seattle will not get an inch of snow this year because i've already gone and bought a snow shovel oh yeah yeah so you're good yeah if you if you've prepared then that means there'll be nothing it's only when you don't prepare in which everything goes terribly wrong but yeah you you endured last christmas and holiday season and then that's when the snow was coming down on us all two inches or so and the whole city freaked out but yeah i think this year we'll do okay uh but apparently the city is stocked up on on supplies so if the the snow apocalypse comes yet again you know which it won't then we'll be good to go but you know the, you know it, it's happening it's not too bad it's really not too bad we whenever the sun is out we were walking around we went to the sounders game yesterday where we crushed minnesota yesterday one nil and we we're out in the stadium and when you're in the shade, it's quite cold. But you, if you're in the sunlight, which it's not sunny today when we're recording, but if you're in the sunlight, it's 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 spectacular. So that's the recommendation is don't stay inside. Just go out and find the sunlight and just bring your laptop and just work from the sunlight. That's right. Yep. Work from the Sounders games. That's what everybody's doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. You know, we made it into playoffs. Pretty exciting about that. Um, of course, uh, while I did, I'm a season ticket holder. So while I did, you know, reserve all of the playoff games, I will not be around for any of them because I'll be at, um, VS live this week. And then I kick off my, uh, European tour that I'm going on where I'll be at dev reach. And then I worked with tons of user group leaders all over Europe. And I, I think I'm doing like seven or eight talks in 10 days or something like that. We'll put a link in the show notes. So if you're in Anywhere in Europe, I'm probably close to you at the end of October. The Montemagno Tour is going across the Atlantic. Coming at you this fall. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, and David was just over there. So it's, it's quite fun. I like to do this. I haven't had any international uh, travel for work this year at all. So uh, this is one that I, I said, I, and I'm going over for Devereach. Let's make the most out of crossing the ocean. So I wanted to make sure that I, I worked with all the great Xamarin user group leaders and .NET user group leaders all over the place. And boom, going to be good to go. Going to bring lots of monkeys, lots of stickers, lots of good stuff. So yeah, I, I'm excited. So and then we got Ignite. It's just, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. It's nonstop fun around here. Doesn't end. It doesn't end. It doesn't. And we just literally finished one of the biggest .NET conferences, .NET Conf. So I mean, basically this is, conference episode just conferences yes. on conferences it so sure so you were there it was all happening you want to break down the latest news sure so xamarin had a couple of announcements there and there are a lot of exciting announcements and the biggest one well there's a couple of big ones that i like um of course we announced ios 13 and android 10 availability and of course the biggest one for each of those are the dark modes right Gotta love those dark modes, and I'm always making fun of it. So I shouldn't say that you gotta love them, but it's there. It's there to make your users happy. 
Um, the other one out with iOS 13, and you know what? And I forgot all about this one until um, recently is the iPad OS availability or the extension onto iOS, we should say. But it's, you know, for iPad features. And so that's there too. So you can make some real specific IO, iPad applications there and also sign in with Apple so that all the uh, authentication goodness that I love is also available with uh, iOS 13. And then with Android 10, we have, um, as I mentioned, the dark theme and uh, some gestural navigations. And now that uh, Microsoft last week, I think, announced the all those new um, form factors for laptops, Android foldable support is in there. So you can get ready for like next year when we announce all those cool things coming out. And um, you excited for the foldable, James? Are you ready for the next generation of mobile applications? Well, you know, I've been over smartphones for a while, but I'm excited for <laughs> new smartphones. So, you know, I mean, smartphones have been the same for a bit, even the new iPhone 11 Pros and all. So they're, they're, they're all similar, but I, I have been waiting for for something, you know, out there. And dual screens, they've been tried in the past. You know, Sony did one and other people have done one uh, in the past. And I think it's cool that the Surface Duo is this really awesome device. I said it on, on Merge Conflict with Frank. I said... Uh, which is another podcast I do. I said, so, shameless plug, go into your podcast app, Merge Conflict, and you'll find the podcast. Subscribe to that. It's every week, every Monday, midnight. Get, get that. So, which I, which I told them on the podcast, I said, what's great is that you have the Surface Neo device, which is running Windows 10X uh, to build Windows applications. And then you're going to have the Surface Duo running the latest and greatest Android version optimized for foldables, right? And what's great is the .NET developers, you can already build for these platforms, you just you can already do it and share code across all of them. So, as a Xamarin developer, like you're in this great place, or you already you're already good to go. You're a .NET developer. You can write the backend services. You can run the worker services things. I mean, in fact, not only at .NET Conf, like did we announce like the iOS and 13 and Android 10, but we announced .NET Core 3. We showed an awesome demo from start to finish of worker services and desktop apps and web apps and mobile apps. Like everyone's sharing code. It's a beautiful, lovely day. Yep. And even best, the, you, you mentioned uh, all the sessions that we showed at .NET Conf and like the whole story from the worker services and the desktop app and, of course, the mobile app, all those sessions recorded online and more. I mean, I was just going through it before. There is, gosh, James, there's like 50 out there already. And I, I think they're rolling out more every day. And um, for Xamarin-related sessions, I don't, our David Ortnell has one out there. John Douglas, Manny Legere has one out there. I have one. You have one. They're all over the place, too. Mine, obviously, was with uh, App Center and cloud-connected apps. David did Xamarin Forms. John did Android. Maddie did development productivity. Um, you were in the keynote, so you had the kicked it off with Scott Hunter. I mean, we were Xamarin was well-represented, I would, I would say, which is awesome. Yeah, we were all over the place. And on the Xamarin Developers YouTube channel, I've hand curated a .NET Conf playlist just for all of our listeners, just for you, just for your listeners. No one else, no, just just for you. Uh, so you, we'll put a link into the show notes for that uh, as well, which is really cool. So yeah, there was all sorts of good stuff. I mean, to me, the biggest announcement announcement is that now you can grab Xamarin Forms XAML Hot Reload in the stable version of Visual Studio 2019 for PC and for Mac, 16.3, 8.3. It's in there. It's in the box, Matt. 
you got to check a checkbox, but it's in the box. It's still technically in preview, but it ships in the stable channel. I want to make that very clear. It's it's in the box. We didn't make it clear enough. And a lot of people are like, oh, I got to install the preview. I got to do something. No, it's in the box. It's in the computer. Uh, I'm starting to talk like Dan Roth. I just was watching his blazer. He gets so excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> But no, it's, it's in there. So you install Visual Studio 16.3 on on the, the PC or 8.3 on the Mac. They have all sorts of new features, brand new IDE, like text editor features on the Mac, super duper good. And you go into tools options, Xamarin, XAML hot reload, boom. And what that allows you to do is you're typing your user interface, doing some XAML work, blah, 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 blah. You hit save, boom. It updates in your running application. You're good to go. And and that's how you use XAML, user interface, productivity, type some XAML, boom, good to go. Got custom controls, slap them in there, boom, good to go. Works with everything in it. And it has your data associated with it. So if you're on a if you're on a page that has a list of monkeys or the weather data, it's already going to be there. So you just hit save and boom, it's, it's already there. It's good to go. And that's what I demoed as part of the uh, uh, keynote, which is cool. Nice. So what you're saying, it's good to go. It's good to go. It's good. in the box. Now it's good still, like go. I said, in preview edition, you know what I mean? And we just want to get the feedback from everybody. So in the next version or so when it goes that that that's off by default now, it'll be on by default in the future. We just want to make sure that it's been rung through the gamut. You know what I mean? Um, in, in general. So. No, that's a super smart move because in a previous job that I had is that we couldn't ever install anything that was preview. But I guess we kind of snuck in this preview bits with the stable version of Visual Studio. And really, even if you have any trouble with it, just uncheck that checkbox. But keep that checkbox checked because it really is a great tool. And you're, as you mentioned, you're good to go. So Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and there's a, there's a bunch of other preview features that are in Visual Studio that are off by default. So when you go into Tools Options, at least in the Windows version under Environment, you'll see preview features. And there's one to use compact menu and search bars. There's also another one to use preview editions of .NET Core SDKs. So like there are these preview features that are just available in there. And you know, they're they're off by default. You just turn them on and 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 eventually, you know, they'll just be on by default. So why not give feedback? And it's the same as Azure DevOps, they're feature flags. Azure DevOps, there's 10 or 15 different features. I just turn them all on. It's like, give me all the new hotness. I don't even care. Just like go to town. Um, because I want to get used to it now. And and you're in control, which I think is nice. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. And so something else that we announced or that we actually just released, I guess, at uh during the .NET Conf time frame, it was a probably a literal ton of .NET 101 videos and probably 101 of them, really. And so um, my colleague, Brandon Minnick, and I did, I think we did 12, 11 or 12 on Xamarin 101 videos. And so these are the ultimate beginner videos for somebody who's brand new to Xamarin development. We cover what is Xamarin. So we talk about really just how Xamarin really split up over cross platforms and how the shared code works to actually installing Xamarin both on Windows and on Mac OS and solution architecture. And we walk you all the way through to creating XAML UIs and C sharp UIs. Um, so it's really cool. It's for the beginners. So if you have anybody else that you know, any of our listeners out there who might be interested in Xamarin development, point them towards this video series. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes for it. 
but it's it's pretty cool how we walk through it and like i said it's like 11 or 12 parts i'd have to go back and look but we go over it nice and slow it's great for the beginners and um what else i like about this uh one-on-one video series james is that it's all over the place we cover the greater team not just Xamarin, covers so many different technologies. Like there's .NET Core 101, C Sharp 101, ASP.NET 101. So things that um, that you might not know about, frankly, that you can just go in and get a get a grasp of. Like .NET for Apache Spark. Do you know what Apache Spark is, James? Uh, Apache Spark is like petabytes of data and you do stuff and big data stuff. That's I knew it had to do with data, right? So I'm gonna have to go watch the series to find out what we can do with it with .NET. Yeah. So that one on one series is perfect. It is a super nice series, and you're right. I I think that was crucial about like you said. There's C Sharp 101, .NET Core 101, um, Visual Studio 101, and to me, while I am a C Sharp .NET developer, I obviously focus just on certain technologies. So. To get back to the basics is great uh, for me to watch, but I think for anyone new coming to .NET, these are amazing. You, I, I watched all of your your videos, and they're great because they're pretty short, like five to ten minute episodes. So you can bust through them in an afternoon, completely free. Um, if you're go to Channel Nine, you can download them for offline use. They have RSS feeds, so you can subscribe to all of them or some of them individually, whatever you want to do, uh, which is really really great. And to even amplify it even more, I saw Hanselman did a blog post announcing like free ASP.NET core training. So I said, you know what, handsome, I'm just going to copy you. And I said, free Xamarin videos on my blog just to really amplify. And, I, and that tweet got like a billion retweets on it. I didn't even do, I didn't even do anything. You, you two did all the work. So there you go. Nice. Well, we appreciate the billion retweets. I get two retweets and it's a win. Like I'll take the afternoon off to celebrate two retweets. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know what else I just kind of wanted to mention is that the Channel 9 stuff, when I was going through just looking at all the, all the 101 series, there's just a ton of great stuff out there. Um, I used to be just getting all my content by reading. I go out and read a bunch of blogs, and I'm going to have to jump into like the 2010s now and start watching all the great videos we have out there. There's so much good stuff. It's Check out Channel 9. There's just tons of stuff out there. And it's learn about all the things, all the things all the things yeah well but besides getting started um, many of our listeners may already you know be in in it and we talked about what we did at dotnet conf there's probably other dotnet conf events happening all over the globe so we'll link to the dotnet conf parties that are going all throughout the end of the year we did one on campus uh you really really helped out uh matt uh, we had a, like what 80 people come and we did a uh, live viewing party and then we did special sessions with product team members and like little quirky topics of all sorts, like IoT stuff, which was fun. Uh, and there was announcements from all different teams. Like I said, we announced Android uh, 10, iOS 13, XAML Hot Reload. We also announced two other things. So the first thing was uh, Xamarin Hot Restart, which was a feature that I demoed on stage. And uh, it's a little bit uh, uh, interesting of a feature. So normally when you think about how you go to test your code changes. Uh, you know, well, you think about, okay, XAML hot restart. So, or, sorry, yeah, so many hots going on. XAML hot reload, available today, instable under a checkbox, right? So when you modify your XAML user interface, we control XAML form, so we built tooling. So when you hit save, updates your UI. Now, 
That can't be said for your code changes uh, or even when you need to compile your application because when you need to compile your code, traditionally, you need to do a full compilation, you need to do signing, you need to do all this stuff, whether you're putting on simulator or on a device. And specifically with iOS devices, it's really complicated. You have to do your initial builds, you have to do um, your signing, you have to do your different compilation. So what Hot Restart does is uh, it is a kind of new deploy mode and you're, you would be using it without even doing anything. That's the beautiful part of it. It has this name of hot restart, but it's just normal debugging, debugging that helps you iterate faster. So traditionally, instead of doing all this compilation, all this stuff, what it does is it will uh, enable you to push your code changes to an existing app bundle that's ready to take your code and run it on the device. So you can plug your iPhone uh, into um, your your machine. You'll hit debug and boom, it just puts everything over there. It doesn't have to compile, doesn't have to do anything like that and pushes it over. Now, what's great though, is that you can still use hot reload for your XAML user interface, but when you make your C-sharp code changes, it'll tell you that you're going to need to restart your app because it's code changes that need to be redeployed and redone. So you hit the restart button or stop or start debugging again, and it takes an incremental build and pushes it all over. So now your dev loop is seconds instead of maybe minutes. And that's sort of what it does. And it's available for sign up for a private hot, uh, a private hot preview. And there we go. <laughs> that's available. All the hot things later later this year so uh definitely check out the blog post uh, on it and uh i think it it demos really well when you end up using it because you just hit debug and it's just faster that, that's really what it's doing at the end of the day all right so hot reload xaml ui hot restart c sharp essentially yeah. code changes okay yeah gotcha that's what it's doing. And so that's the other thing. So definitely deep dive into that. But the other cool thing I'll let you talk about is that um, we have this brand new Xamarin Azure challenge that came out. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's spearheaded by uh, our good friend Christos, Christos Moskos. And what it is, is that we've been doing a lot of challenges lately. Everybody might remember the uh, visual challenge or the collection view challenge. And so what we did is that we sprinkled some Azure into this one, and the um, app was designed by uh, Brandon Minnick, along with Christos. And what it allows you to do is it takes you step by step through creating a Xamarin app that communicates with some Azure functions. All right, so there's like task one, task two, and it breaks it down into subtasks. And there's a lot of um, great visuals to go around along with it, so it knows what you're, so you can follow along and you know that you're on the right steps. And what's really cool about this, and because it's a challenge, so everybody wins as long as you get your entry or done by, I believe, the end of October 23 coming up here, is there's 1,000 lucky participants will, by a random drawing, is going to get a Xbox Gold gift card, $25 worth. That's pretty neat. And then 10 lucky participants, James, Surface Headphones. That's uh yeah, super cool. That's uh awesome. But the but even better, better than all of that is that you get to learn about deploying like functions, you get deploying Azure storage, creating a Xamarin app to interact with them, 
That's the best part about it. You become a winner because you now know more. Knowledge is knowledge is everything, James. <laughs> or you can knowledge win some surface headphones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I uh, I did a live stream last week and uh, did the whole thing live, and then. It took me the entire time only because I kept changing all the source code. I was like, I would do it this way. And I like the UI to be this way. And then I rewrote the entire UI and then did a a pull request into the main repo and Brandon brought it in, which is nice. Yes. I'm looking at it right now, the very end of it where he shows the uh, screenshots and it's very James like, because now it has a gradient all about those gradients. (laughs) That's right. So it's all in there. It's all pretty. And, And honestly, if you're just going through it for the first time, you know, it'd take you 10, 20, 30 minutes uh, to get set up and deploy to the back end. It's very seamless. You can do it all from Visual Studio or Visual Studio from Mac. The 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 GitHub page takes you through all of it, which is which is great. Yeah, it's very it's super thorough. And I like the I like the screenshots so you know what you're up to and you don't get you're not lost. You you know if you're going down the right trail or not. I agree. And the other challenge that just wrapped up to talk about here uh, is the Carousel View Challenge. Carousel View is a brand new feature of Xamarin Forms. It's in uh, preview. It's in uh, pre-release Xamarin Forms 4.3 under a feature flag. They've done this for a while. We just did a .NET community stand-up with uh, Javier from the team and Paul who did the Carousel View Challenge. And... um, it ran for about two weeks and there was over 40 entries to it, which is cool. So this is brand new functionality, creating a brand new app, porting an app, designing an app. And the cool thing about a carousel view is you can flip. I think of it as like flipping through cards. You see this thing all the time, even on websites there are carousels that are flipping around. And the awesome part about these challenges when you're testing new features is that you get to give that the team product feedback. So through all of this, there were some beautiful highlights and uh, Stephen Thweeson did some great things. Um, Thryn Tran did some great pull requests. Um, Paul liked a very beautiful user interface. Everything's open source. You can be like, oh, I want to build an app like that. I'm just going to go pull that code. <laughs> so you can do that. Uh, and there's just some ridiculously beautiful applications uh, and code I'm going to steal for sure. And uh, everyone on there gets stickers. I need to send them all out. I have stacks of things to send out um, <laughs> next week, uh, which is really, really cool. And the team got a lot of feedback. So they're going to be extending it a little bit more uh, and adding little indicator icons as an option and working on some some fixes that people found while they were using it. So it's a, it's a really great uh, blog post. It, and also take a look at the GitHub repo. Yeah, these challenges are a win-win for everybody. When I host my office hours where... Here's a quick plug where anybody can come talk to me, schedule some time at aka.ms slash office dash hours. Um, several people have mentioned that they love these challenges because they can go in and just learn how other people have done things using this latest and greatest technology like visual or collection view or carousel view. Um, and also gain a lot of inspiration from it too. Um, just seeing the UIs, and like, oh, I never know, knew you can do something like this with Xamarin Forms. And looking at this collection view or the carousel view wrap-up post, you have to look at Javier's, um, his one. It, 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 he has uh, Brazilian coffee and then hot chocolate. And the like the hot chocolate mug with the marshmallows is rolling in from the side. It's 
it's amazing. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. I would never even thought to do something like that. And now I can, now I can go steal the code and make it look like it's my own. What more can he ask for? <laughs> I know, I know. And then he, he did come on to the, the Dana community stand up and he walked through all sorts of, all sorts of things. Like I didn't know, I tried to use it in one of my streams and I'm like, I'm doing it wrong. And it's because I was doing it by trial and error. And then I took a look at the carousel view challenge. I said, Oh, I was doing it wrong. Come on, James and flipped a few little flags and boom, I was good to go. And thanks to Javier for coming onto that. That's a good one to watch too. So that's uh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Last week's community challenge was a, a lot of fun. And I'm not just saying because I got to be lucky enough to be on it, but <laughs> that's part of the reason why it was a lot of fun. No, no. <laughs> so what else is new in the world of cloud? It's partly cloud. It's all cloudy here today, but yesterday it was nice in the sun. Um, so there's a brand new show out, James. I'm not sure if you know about this one. We're calling it the DevOps for Mobile show. I think you might know a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah, long in the works, uh, I would say. We've started to roll out uh, a brand new show, part of on .NET. Um, it's kind of on the, the .NET channel, and it's called yeah DevOps or Mobile. And I did it with my good friend Abel uh, Wang, who is an amazing individual, and from our DevOps uh, Cloud Advocate team. I think he's still on the Cloud Advocate team for DevOps, or did he? Yeah, so he's still there. Um, and him and I—he's uh, a DevOps like expert. He's a rock star. He's amazing. I know mobile. So I said, hey, I'm going to show you what mobile's all about and what I think DevOps is and all the tools around it because he's done a lot of web and Docker and services and also just have this conversation. So instead of me just coming on or someone else coming on and saying like, here's how you do stuff, it's a conversation piece. So the first few episodes are out. We discuss what is DevOps, like how do you do source control and distribution? We're going to talk about app signing. We're going to talk about testing. We're talking about distribution. We're talking about all the things, analytics, crash reporting, all the things that you could possibly want to know and doing what tools you can use today. And obviously, since I'm a Xamarin developer, I show off Xamarin apps, but of course you can use it with any application. We show off App Center, we show off DevOps, show off GitHub, so all the things. It's quite, quite fun. So it kind of pairs really nice with those .NET 101 videos. It's sort of this bigger, longer DevOps uh, for mobile, kind of 101, but even deeper, I would say. Nice. Yeah, DevOps is one of those things that I know just enough about to know that I really don't know enough about. And yeah, I'm really excited to see as more and more of those roll out. And yeah, you couldn't have picked a better partner than Able to, to co-host those with you. So I'm excited to see the rest of those as they, as they roll out. And yeah, I think they will be, there's eight of them total and I believe they'll all be done by the end of October. So boom, 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 boom. You'll be good to go. Nice. Nice. And uh, so other cloud news I wanted to talk about is uh, also on the on.net show is Cecil talked about how to create custom bindings for Azure functions. So this kind of goes along with the Azure functions challenge that we just talked about. And now if you wanted to, once you learn all about Azure Functions and you wanted to take it up the next level, so what bindings are in Functions is let's say that you're going to write to a Cosmos DB or maybe write to a storage account. You don't actually have to new up the particular client to do that. You can just have them passed in as a parameter to Functions. So that's a binding. 
you can do more though. You can create your own custom binding to do essentially whatever you want. You want to call it the SQL server, custom binding. You want to, let's say, hook into Azure DevOps somehow, custom binding. And so this episode goes through how you would actually create the custom bindings to do that. And um, super enlightening, custom bindings, I'm not going to say are easy. I hate when I say things are easy because there's always, when you're learning something, there's always hiccups, but they're not that bad to do once you know what you're what 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 you're up against. So it's pretty cool. Definitely, we'll put that show in the notes and uh, check it out. It's it's fun. Very cool. Yeah. I love I love functions. I love the built-in bindings, but to kind of have a nice walkthrough of how to do custom ones, and these are things that pipe in and out. Super awesome. Yep. Super sweet. So I guess we are on to the Azure Storage service of the month and i just gave it away what it is it's the azure storage but the azure service of the month <laughs> it's going to be azure storage i was racking my brain you know azure has like 55 million products in it it's like what do i want to talk about and i thought well let's talk about one of the basic building blocks of it all and that's azure storage and especially for mobile developers is that um a lot of times we're going to have to display maybe images and we're not going to want to have all those images on device so Maybe we should put them up in blob storage. What does blob stand for? Binary large object, I believe. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't. I don't know. I just. I always thought it was just like a blob. Yeah, like just, the, the blob is coming. <laughs> it's just blah. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's what everybody really knows. Azure storage is about the blobs, and it's what's cool about it is that it, you can store a massive amount of blobs up there for pretty cheap, as well. Um, you can also throw files up there. So you can think of the file storage in Azure storage, something akin to actually the way you would um, do your files on your operating system. So like a cloud OS file storage is an easy way to start thinking about it. Azure storage also has table storage within it. So what you have, you organize it by table storage. Think of like a regular database table but except you're organizing it, you have one, and you're going to organize that by a partition key, then a row key, then you can have a bunch of columns. And then there's also queues, so like you want to send messaging. And so you get all of those features in just one single storage account. And for, like I said, mobile developers, maybe the blobs and queues are going to be the first things that we think of, tables afterwards. But here's a cool thing, is that it's super easy to pop a CDN around the Azure storage, so like around your blobs, that means anybody around the world is going to be able to download images super quick then. Um, so that's really cool. All you have to do is actually go out and say, hey, I want a CDM, spins it up, and there you go. Content delivery network for your images around the world. Everybody's happy because everything downloads super duper quickly. So there you go. Azure storage, the service of the month. Service of the month. Yeah, I would honestly say that the I've been using storage, but I didn't really notice that it included so much other stuff inside of it because I've always used blobs just to do blobs in and out. Uh, and well, my someone was asking me about tables and I go, oh, you know, what well, the Cosmos is going to just use Cosmos and table APIs and there's table as a back end. There's document DB, there's all sorts of stuff. And they're like, well, I want to use storage because i already have a storage account and storage is like crazy cheap it's just like 
so cheap. It's the cheapest of the cheap. It's just really cheap. And they go, you know, my use case really is um, in general just for internal stuff. So I don't need all the power of of Cosmos. Like I like the idea of it, but I don't need all of it. And I go, oh man, that's that's a, that's a good point. I didn't really think about it like that. So what's cool is that while you search for documentation on table storage stuff, it's really going to point you all to the Cosmos. But when you go into your storage account, there's table API, boom, there it is. It's like the same SDK. It's like the same exact APIs, everything. And you just get to pick and it's like a one click and migrate. So if you want to start with table API and then move to Cosmos later on, you can easily do that. You can just kind of move stuff around because it can use the table API API, table storage API as its sort of query language, which is Amazing. That's a bunch of buzzwords to say that if you're looking for a super cheap table solution, boom, there it is. You'll be good to go. And that totally works with Xamarin apps, which is really rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's built in. There's the SDKs that they have for it just just work. And it's, uh, yeah, super rad, like you said. And it's, yeah, it's super duper cheap to run this. So it's it's definitely worth knowing about if to keep as keep in your back pocket for when you need some some storage and um, who doesn't need storage? You got to have yep. it. all the storage all the time. Yep. So, oh, well, I guess that brings us to uh, everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Pick of the pod. What you got, man? Pick. Well, going along with the uh, Azure storage, uh, the oldie but goodie. This thing has been around for probably ever, and it's called FF image loading. And I was uh, refactoring an old demo app that we're, we're going to be using on an upcoming uh, tour. Um, and I things just weren't working perfect, so I downloaded FF image loading, popped it in, and you just get like beautiful image loading. It does like caching for you. Like when you're downloading the image, it kind of slowly fades it in. Um, it can do different transformations and whatnot. It's just this like all encompassing image library. And here's here's the greatest thing I can ever say about a library. It just works, and so. It's been out there for a long, long time. I'm not even sure the first date that they release it. I'll have to go on to GitHub. But um, yeah, it, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Um, people do ask about it every now and then. And um, I love it. So check it out if you want to have some image handling and image loading in your apps. So and they're nice. still working on it. 14 days ago is our last commits. So Good and good. Very cool. Yeah. So my pick is a pick that I've had before, but there's an update to my pick. So pick update of the week, uh, which is Pancake View. I love Pancake View. I got to get my gradients all day uh, and my rounded corners and all sorts of stuff. And Stephen Thweeson, I put a challenge out to him and I said, hey, I've been working on my Handsome and Forms app and I need some UWP goodness, make this happen in your pancake view. And that day he installed Windows and Visual Studio 2019. And later that day, UW pancake view <laughs> happens. <laughs> and uh, so, so it's in the same package, xamarin.forms.pancakeview, which is an amazing library to do drop shadows, card views, rounded, uh, all sorts of good stuff, uh, gradients everywhere. So there's official UWP support in the box along with iOS and Android. But this version also adds on a new thing called Gradient Stop Collections. 
So you're able to previously just have a single uh, start and stop gradient and it would blend between them. But now you can have start and stop gradient collections, uh, which is great because you might want to have different colors at zero and 20 and 40 and 60% all the way down that your designers may give you. Uh, And now you can just add a gradient stop collection to your pancake view, which is super duper cool. So if you haven't been using this control, use it. I also then challenge Stephen to just do a pull request into Xamarin (laughs) Forms and just make it happen. Um, And he has a really great breakdown. I really like what he did on this platform support. I need to do this on mine. He has a platform support of every single property and where and how it is supported. So most of the things are supported in UWP, but not everything. And he'll outline that in there, which is uh, pretty cool. So it's a great, 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 great library that everybody needs in their life. So I I have to admit the uh, pancake view is actually a pretty dangerous library to use because you'll spend so much time playing with the gradients to make your app look cool that you won't actually finish your app. Right. You'll just be stuck, you know, like, oh, this this looks pretty neat. And actually, that did happen to me. I was working on the, the app for the dot net con. I, I cloned your or forked your your pretty weather app. And I was just playing around on other screens like, oh, yeah, this this looks nice. Oh, what happens if I tweak this color? And there's a lot of websites out there that give you gradients like, oh, there's this, you know, a ton of different gradients that you can plug in. And it's you get lost playing with gradients. It's. Gradient, all the things. <laughs> All the things it, it is. It's really, really good. So definitely give it a look and, and you can use it just as your background. I use it in one of my apps, like the weather app. It's just the background. You don't have to use the card view. You don't have to use rounded corners. It could just be the background. You could wrap your grid or your scroll view in it and then boom, it'll just handle all of it for you. So it's, it's great. Yep. Love it. Well, James, we did it. We did it. We're at the, the end. October. October crushed it. We made it. How about that? Another great Xamarin podcast. Yeah, one day we'll get together in the same room. Little do our listeners know that somehow we've done a great job of recording four episodes remote. Because even though we live not that far from each other and we work basically across the street from each other on campus in Redmond, we're never there at the same time. So <laughs> so we are recording on Zencaster. Thanks to our friends at Zencaster for making it possible to record this podcast on the road and auto mixing it for us. Ah, that's going to do it, Matt. We did it. We're done. I guess we'll be back in November. That's right. Look for us the second Friday of November. But first, the second Friday of October. That's right. <laughs> of course, go to XamarinPodcast.com. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast application, or if you want it on your Alexa, go to your Alexa flash briefing and you can go to XamarinPodcast.com slash Alexa. And that's how you can pipe in that briefing feed. So you will never, ever miss an episode of the Xamarin Podcast ever again. That's going to do it for this week. Matt, I love you. Have a good All one. All right. Talk to you later, James.